0: back to Grace Unscripted. As always, I'm your host, Ben Falkenberg. Thanks for tuning in as we dig into the lives of God's people and see how he's moving outside the walls of the church building. Today, I'm joined by Josiah Bogue. Josiah is a student at the Grace Bible College Extension, and he's an intern in the collective ministry as well. You've probably seen him a bunch. He's up on stage. A lot of times he's helping lead singing or he's playing the drums in the background. And you know, this was the first time I really had ever got to sit down and have a long talk with him. And, uh, He's a super cool guy. I really enjoyed our time together. It was fun just to see his passion for life. I was with him for an hour and I could just see it. He's got such a cool zest for life. It was fun learning about he and his fiance Sarah's future plans and all that he's hoping the next phase of life will bring. And yes, we will talk about what it's like to grow up under the spotlight that comes with having his last name Bogue. All that and more. Hey, thanks for listening guys. Welcome to Grace Unscripted. Josiah, hey, how, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. We good. finally connected. I know, I know. It's been. I've uh, been. We've been in contact for about a month. Finally got the guy. So uh, I'm excited yeah. you're here.
1: How you doing? Good, good. You, you doing and, good today? Yeah, I've been in and out of town a couple. couple yeah. So weeks you were. Now.
0: Where were you at this weekend? When I was this weekend, to
1: you? I was in Virginia with some friends. We went over. I got. Uh, I got a buddy that's in a band called Oceanic. A little plug for them, I guess. Yeah. And so they were. They Maybe were op- we'll play a song at the. Yeah, event. yeah, yeah. They were opening for a coin at a at a festival and That's so cool. we just went to see him so how'd you fun. know them uh we worked at camp carl together okay. so he was the their guitarist was the guitarist in our band um that that we worked at that summer
0: so, we're, so i'm gonna let you plug one more what's camp carl camp
1: carl okay so a couple summers ago i worked at a kid's camp called camp carl it's in ravenna and um yeah it's just a it's a christian camp uh run by the chapel and okay. i worked there as so it's a the chapel yeah so i worked there as a worship leader and uh, a bunch of my buddies one summer decided to all go there at the same time. And that's we, cool. We had our band. And so it was, were you there like for good. an
0: entire summer or just for a week?
1: Yeah, it was for a whole summer. That's, so, that's yeah, quite a It was crazy, huh? man. Yeah. I, I I don't regret it at all, and I will never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It, it was uh, – camp camp life is a different camp lifestyle is insane. for sure. It
0: really is. like <laughs> So when we were uh, – I've talked a lot about uh, young life, and that's been a big part of my life um, – but when we started taking kids to Young Life Camp, Young Life Camp's insane. And so like we would go, they were in Michigan and Virginia and stuff. So we'd go in Virginia. And I kid you not, like I would be so sick every time by the end of the week. Like <laughs> I, I'd be there one week. So you're there a whole summer. Yeah. But you're living with these kids. I'm like 26 and I'm lying in bed at night. It's like 3 in the morning. The kids are still running around like mad. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm that, so that, tired. That's exactly I mean, I
1: had done like, I served a lot in our, our youth ministry stuff before and we do Kids camps and all that stuff at Grace, but they were always just one week. Yeah. And so, like the mentality, I go in a counselor, a band member, whatever, and you go all out that week. Well, Camp Carl, I, I tried that for a little bit. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't keep this up. No, that's like, this crazy. Is, this is like 15 weeks of yeah. or eight week, whatever it was. But like, I had to learn to like conserve my energy yeah. and like take naps. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Like, I mean, get away from the. Kids. I used to like.
0: I mean, I'd be there literally seven days, and I would be hammering like. Um, those, uh, like, those like uh, Zycam pills and yeah. all those like airborne meds the entire week. Cause I knew that my immune system was just getting wrecked. You're, you're getting wrecked just, and you're having hot dogs uh, every day. And, and, and like. <laughs> lo and behold, I'd still end up sick by the end of it. So finally <laughs> I was like, all right, maybe we're getting too old for this. Yeah. Um, but Hey man, I, I saw something cool. Congrats. You just got engaged. Yeah. 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 To Sarah,
1: Sarah, Sarah Piccioni. I'm super excited. That's pretty
0: I'm cool. So, excited. uh, let's talk about that. So yeah. how'd you propose?
1: So, okay. So I, uh, We'll talk more about this later, but I work for a college ministry collective and a uh, worship leader there. And so I totally caught her off guard because she kind of knows that those are on Thursday nights. And she kind of knows, like, Thursday is, like, the last day we're ever going to hang out. Yeah. You know, like, I'm it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, I'm busy on Thursdays, all that stuff. And so I very intentionally planned this for it to be a Thursday night. That's cool. She knew, it, she knew it was coming. She was, like, she kind of, like, she knew told the, me she knew when the it was going to be was coming yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we got we had we worked out a timeline together yeah. and we knew we wanted we wanted a, a like a six months in, six month engagement yeah. and so and she wanted it to be in april so i'm like all right six months before april yeah. so she knew that was coming yeah.
0: can i just add something real quick yeah isn't it crazy when you see people ask someone to marry them and they say no and i'm like wait a second did you guys not have this like yeah, worked you guys out? didn't talk about this no because yeah. like tanya and i did the same thing she was like she actually went away to a young life camp for like a month to work there, yeah. and she was like, "Hey, will you just not propose to me until I get back? Because like I don't want to like get proposed and then go away." I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, that's not, so. I, like, I had to ring the whole time. You, you, you know, know when
1: it's going to be? That's yeah. that's exactly what that. Was. I, I, I mean, to anyone listening, if you're thinking of proposing and you don't know the answer, like. When will you marry me is a legitimate question. <laughs> yeah. You should not be proposing. You should not Damn. be proposing. That is
0: so true. Like, I'll see the, the YouTube video of the guy doing it at the Cubs game on the screen, and she says like, no, and you're like, what just happened? What? <laughs> like You can't yeah. go that way. So, yeah, if you're listening and you are not married yet— do not ask your girl to marry you unless that, you know the that, that That is the is. worst
1: idea. If there is even – if there is a 10% chance, it's a bad idea. <laughs> for like, sure. All right, so, keep going. So Sorry. anyway, so we so, – uh, I was working for Collective. We did the whole thing. We did the whole service. I was the worship leader, like the whole deal. Um, meanwhile, my friends were kind of setting up this nice little spot in Chagrin Falls. You ever go to Chagrin, Chagrin Falls? Yeah, yeah, it's really – it's like, like a cute town.
0: So it's got the waterfall, right? Yeah, it's the got little the waterfall. And cool candy yeah, yeah. shop right there?
1: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, so it's really nice over there. And we used to, that was our first date. And it's funny, on our first date, like, we, we went there, and she took me to, like, this special spot that she had. And I knew, like, this is where I'm going to propose to her. Wow. I, the, the, I that wrote feeling. it down on our first date. That's incredible. So Yeah, so I knew this whole time that's where it was going to be. So anyways, we wrapped up Collective, um, and my mom texted me. And it texted us both in a group chat, and she's like, hey, Josiah, I hate to bother you. I know you're working, um, but I ran out of gas. <laughs> oh, I was driving home from Heidi th- for the win. I know, I know. Yeah. I was like, Heidi for the win. That's, and this it, is a very believable story for our family, too. It's <laughs> like—so uh, uh, she's like, I was driving home from your sister's soccer game, we, like ran out of gas in Chagrin Falls, and, and my siblings play sports all over the place. And so it was, like, believable. And so that she she texted me that during the set we were yeah. playing, and so Sarah came up like after and she's like Josiah you're gonna be mad and I'm like I knew what it was I'm like what is it what, what's it gonna <laughs> be she's like we gotta go pick up your mom yeah uh, and so I I like I, I think I sold it honestly I I think I get ten out of ten for this yeah. proposal like so. Uh, I was I was arguing with her over text she my mom my mom did so good she like was responding. you were
0: arguing with your mom through the text through the so, text wow. I'm like mom you it, all I'm like
1: where's uh Isaac my brother like where he's at and she had the story for each of my siblings yeah. and why they couldn't come um, all that stuff and so it my, my mom for the win and uh so we're arguing over text. I'm like, "Fine, we got, we gotta we gotta go." So we we load. You up. and Sarah load yeah, up. Yeah, we load up in the car. This is genius. And, no, it's so good. And I I asked my mom. I'm like, "Can you send me a location?" And she sent me the location of the exact spot of where I was gonna ask her. And she's like, We're we're just waiting here yeah. for you to uh, pick us up." And so we we were driving, and my like my buddy sold it. Zach Beaver. He called me. He's like. Hey man, do you want to hang out tonight? I'm like, I can't. I'm hanging with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get my mom. This is great. All this stuff is like so
0: many levels to sh- it. She
1: said she Sarah said that she would have been onto it, but like all of this was so normal. Yeah. Like she she had the thought to herself. She's like, it would be it would be genius if Josiah did it after a Collective because that was the last time I would see it. And she told me she was like, I I had been hyping up Friday the next day. Oh really? As like Sarah like make sure like friday is completely reserved like all this stuff that's awesome i needed her to stop like bugging me about when the proposal was going to be because like i needed the ring all this stuff uh so i had been hyping this up and sarah told me like uh, after all of this she was like if you didn't propose to me that weekend i would have been so mad at you oh wow (laughs) like (laughs) i would have been so because you hyped up this day and you knew what was on my mind all this stuff so she has friday in her mind but she's like man it would be really clever if he if he like faked me out so we're, we're driving the whole thing, talking normal. I think I kept it cool. I think yeah. I think I did good. Um, and so we got all the way to Chagrin. That was like I don't know, twenty minutes. It, it's far. It's a
0: good. It's a good hike there. Yeah,
1: twenty. It might have even been forty. Something like that. Uh, so we get there uh, and we pull over at the spot. And by by that time, she I think she had figured out like it's awfully convenient. We're going to this adorable yeah. spot to pick up your mom yeah. on the weekend that I'm getting engaged. Yeah. And so uh we get out of the car and there's this nice little it's not the waterfall it's across the street from the waterfall there's like a walkway down to like where all the kids smoke weed at the park and um I know right where that is. Not from You know exactly weed, what I'm talking exactly about. exactly where that is. Right? Some of the scout some of the times we went out to scout I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it smells like pot. <laughs> sweet." Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on this podcast. No, you can say anything. But, we can right, we good. can edit anything is, out, but that This is Grace unscripted. It. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> so uh anyway, so we so we get to that spot um so we get to the beginning of the walkway, I'm like, Sarah, like well, I, we're not picking up my mom. Like I yeah. wanted her to know that like give her some time to process yeah. and we walk down and uh, we walk down under this tree right next to the lake and I turn around and the tree lights up with like Edison bulb wow. light strands. Yeah. We like we practice. There's video of me. me he's <laughs> like, I would walk uh, Zach. I'd walk Zach down the walkway, yeah. and I turn around, and we go now. <laughs> like it, boom, the boom, the lights. So, uh, the, my friend he nailed it. Um, and so I turn around, the lights come on. I got on one knee. I asked her. She said she said yes, obviously yeah. because I knew she was going to say yes because I'm a smart, intelligent <laughs> yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, our families rushed out. Our families were all there. Your parents and everybody's there. Parents, family. everybody, that's all my cool. siblings, um, they celebrated. And then we kind of like wrapped up the night. We were like, awesome, very exciting. And I drove home uh, to drop her off, and we walked in her house. And surprise, oh, all cool. all her family, yeah. all her friends, um, all the people in her life well were, done. were hiding. it, And she didn't see that coming. That's cool. She didn't see that coming. And then we played a... I had asked all those people to send in like a a minute long video or so of what they appreciate about Sarah. Oh, that's and awesome. I chopped that all up. Look at you, man! You're yeah. killing it. I know, I know. I set some goals here, so uh, that's the standard, fellas. That uh, is the standard. that's the standard now. So we showed that, and that was that was adorable. That's cool. And that was it. That was the end of the yeah. surprises.
0: When when I when I proposed to Tanya um, after I proposed, I was like, let's go show your parents. You know, they they had seen the ring because I called I called her parents before I did. And I was like, hey, I got something I bought. I need to come show you and they were like oh boy and uh, she was like her uh-oh. dad's farmer." she's like i'm gonna get him off the off the tractor <laughs> and uh so yeah so afterwards i was like well, let's go show your parents i went there and we had like our whole families were there oh, it was fun that's awesome yeah that's, that's cool awesome.
1: so how'd you meet her i met her um at cvca i went to high school at cvca um i were was at, you,
0: were you homeschooled before that i was home and you before. joined in freshman year freshman year yeah. your dad sent me an email a long time ago when you were like looking at where you were going to school you Wadsworth was on the radar for a hot
1: minute Wadsworth was on the radar we lived in Wadsworth and that's when
0: we were doing Young Life and he was like you think Josiah would like it I was like I think he'd love it yeah and stuff but but I visited
1: Young Life I liked it yeah it was cool but
0: But you ended up going to CVCA so you met her there
1: I met her there I was dating her her best friend oh yeah I know this is super bad so uh, I met her as a sophomore in high school like had this weird thing with her best friend and then got to know her and realize, man she's cool, yeah <laughs> I like her a lot I'm with more. the wrong girl. yeah, I'm with the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> that's cool and so uh, yeah, so we, we got to know each other, we got to know each other well later um, through grace. she started coming to Grace okay. like sometime in there, like uh, just
0: on her own or because you were friends ju- or? just
1: on her own a little bit, and so she she went with her friend for a while and then like that friend kind of like dropped off the map a little bit and she kind of came back and got plugged in on her own, and we got to know each other well. Um, we were, like, playing the band together and all that stuff. And then, then really when we worked at Camp Carl is when oh, we started so dating. Oh, she was there as well. She was there, yeah. She okay. was there. And towards the end of that, we, we had gone to um, prom, like, right before, just like as friends. Yeah. And then we went to Camp Carl, and we started dating there. That's cool. So,
0: yeah. And so how long, you, how long did you guys date before you got engaged?
1: Uh, about two, a little over two years, That's two and cool. a half, somewhere around there.
0: So um, let's talk through that. So how do you figure out, like, okay, like, this, this is the one? Like this is oh, yeah. the girl for me. How's that? Like like how's that happened for you?
1: Oh man, I oh, it, for me it was a lot of stress. Like yeah. a lot of a lot of anxiety. I um I don't, I don't know. I got like all, I'll tell you the story. It's a long story. I so this whole time was a, a lot of prayer going involved and I all kind of through high school, especially after I had one one relationship in high school is that yeah. one that I was talking about. And kind of after that, I, I really started praying to the Lord. I'm like, God, I really don't want to get involved with anyone unless they're going to be my wife. Like, yeah. I just don't want to waste yeah, time. It's with a waste this. of time. It, it's a waste of time. And it, I mean, it's fine. It's good to, like, I guess, date and get to understand that stuff. But I'm like, I, I was very busy with ministry things and some of the opportunities God had given me at that time. And so just lots of prayer almost every day, like, yeah. Um, First, like, this is what I'd like my wife to be. I I love her to. I felt called to ministry. I'm like, I want her to feel called to ministry as well and love Jesus more than she'd ever love me. And, Mm -hmm. like, I have this list of things. Um, And so, but I didn't want to get involved with anyone. Well, towards the end of high school, um, it was really weird. I I honestly, she wasn't, Sarah wasn't super on my radar at that time. Um, Especially when we started working at Camp Carl, I really felt the Lord. This is gonna sound weird. I really felt the Lord like drawing me to kind of ask her out, hmm. you know. And I wasn't super interested, yeah. honestly. But I, I felt it was like a, uh, if you know the story of like Jonah and like God calls Jonah to go somewhere and he says yeah. no, and like
0: I'm gonna go to Tarshish instead.
1: Yeah, he like and, and yeah, it felt like that. It felt like if I say no to this, even though I really don't want to, like I'm running away from what God's asking me to do. Yeah. And so I know that's a very rare situation. So I took that to my dad and some mentors. I'm like, I, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that kept persisting. And eventually, um, so what I ended up doing is just trying to get to know Sarah more and all that stuff. And sure enough, I'm like, man, she is awesome. Like yeah. she is. I wrote down at some point in high school, uh, I, think, I think my junior year, I wrote down like a list of everything I wanted in a girl. And I wrote at the very top, do not compromise. That's cool. And put that like in a special spot mm-hmm. in, in my room that I remember it. And it's funny, I, I pulled that out like a year or so ago, and I found out like every single thing on that list describes Sarah to a T. When I started reading it, I thought it was a love note I wrote to Sarah. Wow. And it was like, this was before I knew her. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. And so- I'm going to
0: make my daughters do that. I'm yeah. going to make them write down notes, Big, Do not compromise. Because if they start bringing home these little morons, I'm just going to Yeah, gonna you're like, like, what are you doing? Just start pointing what are you to the doing? Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so that that's what that was. So Sarah, when we started dating, it, it started off kind of rough, I'll be real, because I, I kept- freaking out about it i was really nervous and i wasn't i think i was a little um i was very hesitant to date anybody at all and so uh but we started very honest and so i kind of told her that
0: so you probably i feel like yeah i feel like let's take it old school you basically were like treating this as like you're being betrothed to her right like this is you're like all right i'm coming into this a little bit and she's probably like what
1: I, i didn't i didn't come in like I didn't come in dead set on marriage, but I came in like pretty sure that that's how it was going to end. Yeah, I you could know? see how it, that would be like, whoa, whoa It was right. really weird. But at the same time, she was, um, she, was she felt the same thing um, from the Lord and had a lot more peace about it than yeah. I did. So we were very honest about it. And I, I would tell her, I'm like, Sarah, I, like you're amazing. You're awesome. I'm just having a really hard time with this. And she would come in and kind of say the same thing except – like I feel a lot of peace and a lot of confidence mm. that this is where God wants us to be. And we would pray together all the time, like the second God didn't want this, like we'll move we'll we'll end it, like move on. And uh um so we started our relationship with a lot of honesty, which was a great like yeah. foundation moving great forward. Foundation. And I found like over time over we like really fell in love. That's but cool. that was like I mean, it, it probably didn't start that way. It, it wasn't it wasn't super cute at the beginning. Yeah. You know, it was kinda like besides kind of a jerk. Like yeah. I, I was I was learning a lot of things and and adjusting to college and yeah. all that at the same time, but uh, over time, I'm like, man, Sarah's my absolute best friend. That's cool. Could not love a human being more, and uh, could not be more like-minded or unified with another person. I've never experienced that before. Of um, you want the exact same things out of life, you feel called to the exact same things, and you, honestly, like I, as far as I, I have a lot of peers that that love the Lord, but to see somebody that is so committed to jesus it was very rare like yeah. to like a hundred percent i do not love anything more than jesus That's cool. so what's she
0: what's what's sarah studying is she in school here
1: yeah she's in school here she's a year behind me um she works as an intern for student ministries okay so she does a lot of stuff uh, with middle schoolers like investing in middle schoolers
0: so i saw her, her here the other night because i'm in and out of here all the time recording these now and i yeah. just i see her sitting in there when there was a bunch of middle school kids here and she was doing some stuff on her computer and stuff. And I didn't realize who that was. And then, like, I saw a picture of you guys getting engaged pop up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's who that a, that's was. Our, I yeah, yeah. Hi. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, she, so that's what she's doing here. That's what she's doing. She is so gifted with all that stuff. and She really connects with – she's really good at, um, like, individual relationships, like yeah. one-on-one, which is, like, uh, honestly a personal weakness of mine. I'm very, like, broad scope. I'm the same way. Like I'm, like, a rock wife, star.
0: <laughs> my wife is, like, so – What's the right word? She is like the best encourager I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. Like I'll sit here and like hear her on the phone, like encouraging people, and I am like I have no space for that. Like I'm no. I'm, a, I'm like a truth guy. Yeah. I'm like oh you got to stop doing that. Like this is what the Bible says. Go do it. Yeah. And she's like you're yeah. like
1: yeah, you, you know you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But she's just like like one time she was talking to someone out in the hall here, and an older woman stopped her and was like, you know you the Lord gave you the gift of encouraging. She'd never met this woman in her life. She was like that was an incredible conversation, and I was like. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I want to be like that. Yeah, I want you, to be more like that. You probably learned a lot from that, oh, yeah. right? I've learned. A- she was a communications major. Uh, Tanya was a r- radio DJ when I met her oh, wow. in that's college. Su- that's and so cool. Um, I actually, well, a couple things out of that. I am not a great communicator um, is what I learned when I started dating her. And she <laughs> helped me become a better communicator. Yeah. And so in our marriage now, I think we communicate pretty well. And a lot of that is because she had to teach me how to talk like uh a grown man and not like a little boy yeah and actually like say things that had feelings and not just be like i'm fine yeah you know and but look she, at you
1: hosting this podcast yeah now. i guess you've, come, be like, you've what come you a long about? way
0: yeah so now i'm doing this but yeah now i'm doing the radio or whatever but she uh i would start i would listen to the radio when i first started dating her so i'd have things to talk to her about oh that's and awesome then they'd be like, "Hey, i heard you talking about this today and stuff like that was my that's how awkward i was i had to like set up ways to to contact her or whatever All right, let me ask you this. So, yeah. um, that's a cool story about you and Sarah. I, what is that going to look like for you guys going forward? Like, what are your yeah. plans together?
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it's really interesting right now. So right now, I I work for Grace. I'm an intern with uh, Creative Arts, which is um, mainly music stuff, so worship leading and stuff. So Ezra's your boss. Ezra's my boss. Yes, it's awesome. I love Ezra, and uh, and I do that largely with our college ministry. So you think if you think of me as a um as a creative arts employee stationed with collective college ministry so
0: you're kind of like ezra to the college kids
1: ezra to the college kids and it's yeah. called collective it's called collective it's awesome thursday night seven there's another plug i'm like three for three right now but um so that's what I, so you'll see me bouncing back like i'll lead worship for the weekends mm-hmm. um but even more consistently i'll do do that with the and college
0: that's the ministry. and that's the thursday night thing and that's the um, so, so that 's what you're doing now she 's doing the stuff with the middle she 's doing the
1: stuff with the middle schoolers um, and well now in high school she 's doing a lot with high school now that 's crazy it 's another story but um so what that's going to look like moving forward is we 're going to hopefully uh, just keep advancing as like interns and I would love to come on like full time and eventually like be a pastor here. Or, at, Grace Church, oh cool some some campus some capacity you know some uh, campus some campus we're doing thirty campuses in thirty years, yeah, and so I would love to just get sent out with one of those, maybe spend some time at Bath first, you mm-hmm. know, and then do some um but that's like the long term dream is like get trained, get like affirmed in all those things, find those different areas, um and then we we would love to do ministry at a local church for the rest of our lives that's cool, and so uh I'm sure that I don't know whether that i I, a lot of that is is faith right now i think um i, I think we're both exploring with like our different giftings mm-hmm. and uh we're very very both very confident that god has called us to local church ministry i i am we're both very confident that like i need to be a pastor yeah like and that's um part of god's calling on my life but as far as like what that looks like does that mean i'm a worship leader forever does that mean like no no one's really sure yeah. about that. And so we're, we're just kind of saying yes to any opportunity God gives us and that's cool. And see what that looks like moving forward. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So,
0: All right, so you're doing all this at Grace. Now, I want to talk about your schooling a little bit yeah. too because that's an important thing. Yeah. So, ha, um, so you're at the Grace Bible School? Yeah. Grace right? College. Grace College. So I played basketball against Grace College when I was at Mount Vernon, so I know of Grace College. Good? Dude, they beat us on homecoming one night. And, oh, really? Yeah, we oh. never lose on homecoming. I
1: thought they were going to suck. You
0: no, know, they were pretty good. Like, oh, okay. They were a top— 15 team in the country oh, we were good too we were top 10 top five at some points but they were good i mean they were okay they were a legit well, program you, you don't
1: normally hear about like christian schools like well so
0: in the nai there's a lot of christian schools so it was like kind of like a division two type of level okay um but yeah there's we'd play like walsh They're like the best stuff second like that best. yeah, kind uh, of yeah. <laughs> but they were good um all right so but that's that's the school over in indiana but we're an extension kind we're of an that extension. here
1: yeah the akron extension
0: so what are you learning there
1: So I'm studying uh, ministry leadership and theology. Okay. Um, And so I love theology. Theology is awesome, dude. I love theology too. Uh, And so I'm learning. I'm taking all those classes. So that those are night classes, uh, largely. So either like six o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Six o'clock. And I I have one on. I often have one on Saturday mornings as well. Okay. Um, But it's very like out of the way of like ministry Mm -hmm. times. So like a Monday or Tuesday and, and a Saturday, and they're Um, they're like hyper condensed classes. So it'd be like a three hour long class time and, uh, within, and we do like, I don't know, eight of those. And like, it's like an eight week and we do like two or three at a time. I see. You know, so it's like everything's very condensed. Um, so yeah, I'm studying all those things. I kind of do that. Honestly, uh, school for me, I, I love school. I love what I'm doing. It's a school is pretty natural for me. Mm -hmm. So it, it hasn't taken this like, um, absolute takeover of my life it's like i i feel like i'm getting the b- most out of it and i can still yeah. like kind of let my job yeah reign, like the predominant side yeah. of so you're ministry. kind
0: of balancing so you, i mean you you got school going on you also have basically a job here yeah and so you're kind of just both of those are coming together to yeah. push you out into what you're supposed to do what you feel like you're being called to do right. which is ministry so you're kind of being trained into that
1: yeah absolutely so that's cool it's um, Awesome. i want to
0: talk about collective for a little bit yeah i'm gonna have keith on here sometime oh, keith's the um, man keith is the man you know and i'll give a little one thing i i, I admired so much about keith was his uh let's say his courage because and his his intelligence in this and so we're going to plug this for for keith here when, when i first started coming to grace i was like 26 i had just graduated anesthesia school i'm a working professional and collective was like 18 to 27 year olds or something like that yeah, so i'm a, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I'm on the very upper end. And right away, within like two weeks, Tanya took me to this. I was like, "Hun, these are like kids. I'm, yeah. a, <laughs> I'm a grown adult, like... Like, this is a very different group of people Yeah. Here. And then Keith, like, walked in and was like, oh, yeah, we got to shut this down. Like, Collective is not a 28-year-old. It, yeah. it is a college kid. And so I think he's done such an awesome job. So I'll save that for when we get him on here to talk about Yeah, that,
1: that's been quite the adventure um, over the past. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Is,
0: that is an adventure. I mean, he basically re, restarted our college ministry. Yeah. Um, so what kind of stuff are you guys doing to reach out to college kids?
1: Reach out to college kids. Well, that's been, I mean, that's been a lot of... Uh, kind of the revamp. So Keith is our college pastor. We, um, he kind of dis- decided, and I think very wisely, that we were going to yeah. narrow it down from 18 to 28 to 18 to 24, yeah. and especially look at, we'll, we'll say college ministry, but basically what we mean is the life stage before being a professional. Yes, young adults. Young Call adults, them. yeah. Like, so um, if you kind of still don't know what's going on, you're kind of figuring it out, you're in school, you're like, you know, you're not settled in one career or another, like that is the spot for you. And so that could last, I mean, unfortunately for a lot of people that go. 45 yeah, living 45, in. Yeah, 45, like 35 living in with your mom. But uh, hopefully that's not you. So what we kind of restructured like what that focus is gonna look like and um, how, to, how to reach out to college students, and especially get them involved to the local church as a whole. So mm-hmm. um, the college ministry kind of becomes, collective becomes the front door for anyone 18 to 24 Into the rest of the church, so so walk
0: through this door into Collective, and we're going to show you what the church is. We're
1: going to show you what the church is, Mm -hmm. and and kind of our um a lot a lot of our pathways are going to land you like attending services and Mm -hmm. serving, you know, maybe with the kids or the youth or something like that. Um, And so a lot of my job is is largely working on the service itself, you know. So when you come on a Thursday night, and especially what's happening. Um, on the stage and like kind of those sequences, um, a lot of that—that's a lot of what I oversee. Yeah. So we looked at a lot of stuff like when we were shifting. We looked at a lot of stuff like music styles, mm-hmm. music uh, vibes. You know, like we were finding that with the eighteen, the eighteen to twenty-eight. What happened was a lot of the people that took ownership of that that ministry were in the upper bracket.
0: Twenty-six and seven-year-olds. Twenty-six yeah. and
1: seven-year-olds, and and I very appreciative for them because honestly, the younger crew wasn't wasn't doing yeah. anything. So I'm glad that they, they picked that up. But it, you know, styles shift, especially when you're like, um, like some of these guys even had kids, you know, like yeah. young, young parents. Uh, but like your, your vibe changes very significantly yeah. when you're like doing like, I, I honestly, I, I work like nonstop. And I have another job too, in then full time school. So like I have to like remember. I'm like, okay, people are not as yeah. busy as I am. You yeah, know? they were like, like uh, <laughs> I remember
0: the, when we were there. They're like, all right, we're gonna do walking taco. It's like 10 p.m. I'm like, what is going? What on? What is happening? I'm like, right? I gotta wake up for my job
1: in yeah, like seven that, hours. That, that's like the, And and we'll finish. And everybody's like, let's go to Steak and Shake <laughs> all night. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. I it, it, luckily Friday is my day off. Yeah. So I like. Oh, it I, works well. Yeah. So I will just pretend I'm young and cool, and, yeah. and then just wake up. Um, so yeah, we shifted a lot of that stuff is like what what does um what does a message, you know, like when when Keith is sharing or I mean you came in, yeah. and Yeah, oh I had a great time. That was awesome. Yeah. Like you did a great job. But when uh what kind of like topics, what kind of things are people asking? Um what what kind of music is engaging, what kind of atmosphere is engaging? I I it, i had the privilege of uh, visiting another college ministry this past week and they were they they were like a very they were more well developed. We're only like a year and a half years old year old, so they were like well developed, so there's probably I don't know like two fifty three hundred college kids there. That's, it was, it was that's a legit lot. group. Right it was there. a legit Where'd group. Where'd you go? It was a uh, what's that church? Um, Faith Family in Canada. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I went there, and so they had like they had like great music, like all this stuff. I honestly I was very impressed with like the atmosphere, but I didn't feel comfortable until I got talking to somebody that was there, you know. And, and there was a guy there, and we just had a great conversation. And, and it just reminds me. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're working on these services. They need to be excellent. They need to be engaging. They need to be mm-hmm. thought-provoking. Um, but no one's gonna come back unless they feel connected to a person. Yeah. you know. And so f- figuring that's out. That's really good insight. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, figuring out. Um, we have a, another guy on staff, Travis Makoda. He's one of the residents. He, he heads a lot of that up. And he does a great job uh, like just kind of setting atmospheres where people can connect easily. And so looking at a lot of those things. That's cool. That's cool.
0: what let me ask you a couple things what what's the hardest part about working with
1: college kids well like what what are the what are these
0: kids 2018 america what is a 21 year old facing yeah what's difficult with this
1: absolutely i i think what's i mean it's been it's been an interesting ride I, i think i've been learning a lot um i think college college students and i am one you know but uh, college students are, like, simultaneously my favorite group of people and my least favorite group of people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, like, it's very frustrating. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, I don't know, very wavy perspectives on what's true mm-hmm. and what's not and very um, unstable perspectives of, like, right and wrong and um, objective and subjective. And um, I think, uh, like, it's frustrating a lot of my friends, um, that and, and a lot of the people that we lead and reach out to, that uh, we're trying to teach truth, and we're trying to teach that you know Jesus came and He says in John ten ten He's like, I've come that you can have life and life to the fullest. One of my favorite passage. That's why that's yeah. one of my favorite. I use that all the time. I use but it too. Um, but like G- Jesus comes and He's like, Hey, you want the best life you can possibly have? Like follow me, you yeah. know. I and and I'll I'll work on your heart. I'll work on your attitude, and you you'll feel fulfilled. You'll feel hope. Yeah. It doesn't mean everything's going to go always the yeah. way you think it's going to go, but it's, it's like. And I can speak from experience. It's awesome. Yeah, it's real life. It's, it's real life. This
0: fa- like one of my favorite examples of this is, uh, who I, I don't even know who said it, but they said, like, what What our problem is, is in, our, in our culture is Jesus is standing there in this never-ending well. There's no bottom to it. And he's like, hey, I am the thirst quencher. Come here. Yeah. And we look at that, and we're like, ah. And we take six steps over, and we start digging, digging in the sand ourselves, looking for water. They're really and different. we find yeah. these little puddles, and we're like, oh, this is going to fill us. And he's like, no, 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 no. I am the life. Like, I am the fullness of life. But we go to all these other places looking for it, and it's just, it's not life. And so Absolutely. the hardest part is Absolutely. just telling these people, like these kids, especially when we we're doing Young Life, man, I fought this, and it would break my heart because I'm like, listen, I know what you think life is. You think that life is being liked and doing this stuff at school and these parties and that. I'm like, I'm like listen, that is not life. Following Jesus is not saying everything's going to go perfect and you're going to be the most well-known and all that. Following Jesus is saying, hey, you're actually going to say no to this stuff and walk into true life.
1: Yeah, And true life absolutely. is communion
0: with him, imaging him, loving on people, and you're going to find a fulfillment in that that is just being fulfilled by him. He you, is your satisfaction. Because you
1: for, you, end up, you end up knowing why you exist, mm-hmm. you know, and you end up know, having a very specific purpose yeah. that God has called on your life. And so the question of, like, who am I? Do I belong here? What do I need to do? Like all the existential, like – crises of yeah, They're answered. They're answered. It's it's right there and it's not fake and it's not surfacey. So I I'm very passionate about that because that's what what Jesus has done in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really hard is the only way to find that is to lock in the Jesus. Yeah. You know, and to look at um, to look at Jesus and say, I'm gonna follow you no matter what. Yeah. And I, I'm finding that college students have probably more than other groups have have a really hard time doing that because yeah. there's so many different messages, and I and, and I, don't I know. think
0: it's probably getting harder and harder as time goes on for them to do that because they have such a pull on their time.
1: I think so as well, and 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 all the all the friends like it's it's not the norm to go to church anymore. It's yeah. not the norm to um, like, and, and some of the things they're doing are like permanently harmful. Like even if they come back to Jesus, like Jesus will heal and forgive and all this stuff, but. It's not going to undo the fact that, you know, like, you know, this person's wife is not the only person he has had sex with, you know, or, you know, that this person's kids is going to be able to look up on social media and see what their dad, like, did or what their mom did, you know, and and it doesn't undo a lot of that history and um, some of the some of the things that form. And so I I just look at um, my peers and the people reaching out to with a very, very big broken heart of. I want you guys, it's right in front of you. Yeah. You know, Jesus is calling. He loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, these decisions are very harmful, and these are very hard to come back from. Yeah. Um, and you will not find life. Yeah. You know, and that that's, like, why I get passionate about collective. That's why um, it's even, like, some of the different decisions that we make of how, uh, like, stylistically or, like, vibe-wise. I'm like, I always want it to be catered towards that person that's, mm-hmm. like, very far. Because um, I want them to know that that um, they can come back and Jesus can heal, Jesus can restore. But really, that all the things they're looking for are are not going to give them life. And, yeah. and, and this is really the only thing. And so, I don't know. It, it it's become when we first started, it was very frustrating. I think uh, I did a lot of high school ministry before, yeah. um, and so that that was awesome. I love that and. But there was a difference because it seemed like there was a lot of people that really did some awful things. But for the most part, there was some safety there. Yeah, there's an innocence in high school. There's an innocence. And it's like, you know, you could kind of say in the back of your head, they're just kids. You're going to come back from this. You're going to come back. Like, everyone kind of has to figure this out for themselves, you know. Um, And and there was some protection. For a lot of cases, there was some protection of being a minor. There was some protection of having, like, a family. Yeah, you you got parents. But as soon as, like, college hits, I I think, uh, you know, I went to a Christian high school. And I think a lot of those kids never actually developed legitimate convictions or legitimate beliefs. They just kind of adopted what was around them. And, man, some of these decisions. Yeah. I'm like, you guys. And and it's not even that those decisions are going to, like, you know, obviously the, those decisions are not going to, like, send them to hell or, you know, yeah. anything. Like, God God covers all those things, no problem. It It's just that those decisions make it harder and harder and harder and harder to see the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the deeper you get into that, uh, the more... And maybe the more you, you feel accepted like in this other community that is going to break you eventually um, or in this other lifestyle or like maybe you're finding a lot – like you were saying, you find a lot of water in this well yeah. you dug. But you're going to run out like eventually, Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know. So yeah. that's what I'm very passionate about.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I, I think I share that and as, as I grow older, I think I get more tender. To, to looking at younger people because I remember who I was when I was younger and when I was in college and like I had no idea what I believed about anything yeah. you, you could have talked me into anything I mean literally just about anything because I wasn't like I've talked about this like I, I was raised in a Christian home but I wasn't a Christian I didn't want to yeah. I was comfortable I had I had everything I needed. I had no need for Jesus so I thought Yeah. <laughs> and then as I you know kind of came face to face with some stuff in my life and I realized oh like oh like there is a need here there there is a path here and i'm not heading down that direction and so now when i learned to embrace that and stuff and now i look at you know kids that are not there yet and i'm looking you just want to shake them and be like wake up man yeah like wake up you don't have to you don't have to
1: do this and like
0: like, i'm sure that's how my parents looked at me like wake up you know but it was cool i got to sit down with my parent i'm very close to my parents we live like 10 minutes down the road so i see them a lot but i got to sit down a couple years ago with them and say you know now having the lens of time i appreciate how you handled me because you never forced this on me you encouraged me and you pressed me and you got upset with me and stuff but you never forced stuff on me and i was like i had to find i had jesus had to find me in his own time i'll say it like yeah. that he hadn't he hadn't stirred my heart he hadn't turned my heart to him at that time and so there is that sense of that that like i want to be patient with people of like hey god's gonna move when he's gonna move like you're he's going to move in your heart when you figure this out but at the same time it's like man it's, let's do it now you know yeah. i want to pray like do it now let's do it now before this thing goes really wrong really quickly yeah um i think you guys are doing some great stuff here i'm hoping to get back this this uh, year and get i, I hope you do too it was again. awesome that was really fun talk about your family life a little yeah. bit. So your last name is Bogue. It's Bogue.
1: I know. Um, so I know, really excited. I'm sure that's the reason that, many of you are listening right yeah. now, is just because you saw that. Your <laughs> last name is
0: Bogue. And, and, you know, obviously in Akron, or especially in, in Grace Church, like that name carries oh, yeah. a, a little bit of a legacy with it. I mean, your dad is the head pastor of the movement that is Grace Church. Yeah, I mean, the, absolutely. this massive movement of, of his people in Akron. And so... I'm sure that casts a bit of a shadow, oh yeah, you know, so I just want to talk about this I, I i want to be real careful in our time that that we're talking with Josiah for Josiah and not for jeff's son, yeah, but there I is there that. is an instance here of like you're Jeff's son, oh, like yeah. you are the face of this church is your dad, and so i I'm sure that's not always been easy to walk in and I don't yeah. know man like how, how did how did that play out growing up? when did you kind of figure out for the first time like Oh, okay. So my dad's a little bit of a big deal. Yeah. How, how do I navigate this?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting, because um, I took my first steps, like, uh, first steps as a, whatever, toddler, or baby, um, in a meeting that casted the vote to start the Bath Campus. Oh, wow. So, like, literally, my life has just, like, watched, I've just watched Grace get bigger and bigger in Bath, mm-hmm. the Bath Campus especially, get bigger and bigger, and so... I don't know. It, it's interesting because people have, like, there's two different perceptions of, of my dad. And there's, like, Jeff Bogue, like, the individual human being that lives at my house and mm-hmm. I interact with. And Jeff Bogue, yeah. you know, like, senior pastor of Grace Moses. Church. Yeah, Moses, yeah, <laughs> our fearless leader who yeah. will lead us to the promised land. Yeah, and, there, and there's a lot of, um, I, think, I think what's really interesting is that second one, I'd never think of that like at all. My my dad is, he's, his dad. he's just my dad. And he, he is the most, um, I, I look up to him more than anyone else in the world. He is 100% legitimate, 100% for real, and, um, has never made himself a big deal, especially like at our house, you know, that's never like, like pastor Jeff has never yeah. walked into our home. He
0: doesn't present himself as Dr. Bogue. Yeah, Dr. Arrived. Bogue. Oh. And,
1: and I don't think he does here either, but I think people like, perceive that you know yeah. they kind of put that on him and so he he's 100 percent the same on the stage as he is in our house yeah. you know and um that's that's been amazing to watch and i know i like from being close i know his strengths and weaknesses yeah. you know and i yeah, know he's not perfect he's not perfect i'm not perfect no none of us are and i know he's a human being i have a very realistic view of spiritual leaders because of that i think um i've known uh, i know of seasons when things were really hard you know and things were really great and so but i think growing up um it's got. I think it's gotten easier and harder as the church has gotten bigger. Um, mm. I think when we were smaller, it was harder for me to escape pastor's kid expectations. You know, I think
0: um, because let me let me just plug into that for just a second as you keep going. Like I've known a lot of pastors' kids. Yeah,
1: and, they, and there's a they normally don't turn out. They too don't. Great. Man, no. like,
0: there's a stereotype of like, oh, that's a pastor's kid, and they end up like train wrecks and stuff. But, you get, you, yeah. but you're not a train wreck. No. And so, how did we get here? I no. mean, other than that. God had his hand on the, you. There like, seems
1: to be like two two big trajectories for pastor's kids, and, and I don't think me or my siblings have fit into this, which has been interesting to watch, is either either you get like this copy and paste father and son, or father and daughter, or mother and daughter, whatever it is. Like you get copy, and I don't think it's just pastors too. I think it's any um, kind of public... Yeah. I would figure public hero, you know, so if you're the mayor, you have the same problem. If your dad's a principal or your mom's a principal, you got the same kind of deal. But, um, but you either get like a copy and paste where this, this kid's identity is wrapped up in their parents and they, they don't really think for themselves. They just kind of copy everything. And like Mm -hmm. that, I will be a pastor too. And, and a lot of that, a lot of time that kind of explodes or backfires. Um, and then you have another kid whose identity is also wrapped up in their child in – their, in their parent. Um, but their deal is they want to be as far away from I'm, gonna go the I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go the opposite. 80 degrees. And that person isn't thinking for themselves either. No. They're just – they're like – they're also consumed with who their parent is. And so I think what what uh, my parents have done that's been crazy is they've given me and my siblings a legitimate identity. you know. And I, I remember um, – Just some different things, like as a kid. I remember we were medium sized ish when I was. The church you're speaking of? The church, yeah. The church was medium sized ish. And we were, I was in the kids' ministry at the time. And I remember I was just, it was after service, whatever. My dad had like picked us up, or my mom. And I was standing next to my dad, and one of the like volunteer teachers came up, like about my brother. And he was like, You know how those pastors' kids are? Super rambunctious. My dad like flipped on him. He like snapped. He's like, you will not give my kids hmm. like this extra standard. That's like my cool. kids will be kids. Yeah, you know. And I remember like that's that, awesome, good that, for him. Yeah, I know it, it meant so much to me as as a kid to know like um, you know other people are going to put this on us, but that's it's never going home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never. And my dad would be really clear that. So he didn't sit
0: you down to dinner, Josiah. You are <laughs> the representation f- of this. Church. Yeah, you failed our family. Go to your room.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy is is we did have conversations of. He's like – he would say, I never expect you to be uh, a pastor's kid. I do expect you to carry the name Bogue yeah. well, but not not Pastor Bogue. I think he was talking about his dad. His
0: parents, right? His parents. Because he – I mean, I've heard him – your dad's very open about his – he's very fond of his parents. I mean, they've yeah. both been gone for like a decade now, but he speaks so highly of them, of like, Josiah, you're still representing my parents. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
1: And I and they lived with us. Uh, yeah, you, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I knew them very well. Me. But like that, that's what it was. It was never about um, being, you know, being Pastor Jeff. It was always about Boke. Like we yeah. we have this legacy with this family. And then especially uh, when we started accepting Christ, like individually. So as how kids, old were you
0: when you would say you were like, you know what, I this is not just my dad's faith. I want to follow Jesus too.
1: I was a freshman okay. in high school and so between 8th grade now i i had like i kind of prayed that prayer yeah, when i, mean, I was like yeah my 4 year old praise the pra- yeah, yeah yeah
0: i tell you what though my 4 year old daughter nola i swear like sh- like she will just say stuff like outrageous stuff i'll be like hey hon like i missed you how was your day and she would be like oh, it was great i was like I-, I love you i'm glad i'm home she's like i love you too i love jesus more though i'm like what you're we like where did you learn that like, where did you learn that? i'm <laughs> yeah. like I, s- I swear the spirit has already implanted it in no me.
1: and and yeah. and Quite legitimately, I'm sh- I'm sure that has happened. Oh, yeah. I-, I think like when I was six, like if I were to die, like at the time I would be with Jesus. I, I just don't think it became my own like
0: – Yeah, Fisher says you take like the incremental steps. Like as a six-year-old, right. you follow Jesus as a six-year-old. As a 14-year-old, you follow Jesus right. as a 14-year-old. And so
1: when I, was, when I was in high school, it became like this is my lifestyle. You know, school. like I'm going to love Jesus more than I love other things. Yeah. it's kind of how that became. And so – Anyways, it, it's been interesting. Like growing up, I, church people are really weird. And they are weird, we, aren't they? We've had, <laughs> and I'm sure none of these listeners are, but like we've, I've had weird stuff happen. Like people, um, I. I know that – so now I lead, lead worship for our, our regular services. Yeah, yeah.
0: When you first started, when I first started coming, every once in a while you got up and drummed. And yeah, all, it's yeah. It's been fun watching you just kind of evolve. Yeah, and it's like, awesome. You're pushing forward on the stage, and now you're up front. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. It, it's awesome. I, I love it, and I'm so thankful. But I, I know when I'm having conversations with people that at least 25% of the people I'm talking to are just trying to use me to get to my dad. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm aware of that. that my mom's sucks. aware of that. My siblings are aware of that. When I was a kid, we'd have like – I'd have like people – like, Facebook message me and try and, like, figure out how much my dad makes. What? Like, weird weird stuff, man. Dude, weird. that is
0: insane. It's
1: insane. And so, like, they're, they're, I know there's a – I have a lot of walls up about oh, it. Oh, I'm sure you do. And so I – you know, I when I'm interacting <laughs> with it, it's really weird. I can't weird. imagine
0: sending you a Facebook message, hey, man, how much money did well,
1: you Well, like they would ease into it. They'd be really? like, hey, how are you doing? I met you at church today. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, and then they – they drop bombs like that I have never
0: sent you that message, yeah, no, you're great, you're
1: great, and it, it wasn't everybody that only happened like once or twice yeah, but but like those weird. kind of things wreck you a little bit um but yeah it, it's it's i'm I'm well aware of that, and mm-hmm. I'm well aware of um that my dad to most people is this impersonal icon, mm-hmm. and it would for them it would be really cool if they got to know yeah, you know like somebody of, of Jeff Bogues' clan. Status. Yeah. Clan. Yeah. yeah. I get your stand there. And like there. to somehow get to him and, and I, it, it's fine. Like I, I'm not even super bitter about it. I, I'm just – there's certain like questions people ask me or certain statements they'll make that cue me off within the first conversation. I'm normally aware of yeah. like, oh, you're not – you don't care about me. Yeah, you know, I I, you. <laughs> Sometimes people will come up. It's like uh, they'll, they'll come up and they'll start off. I just found out you're Pastor Jeff's son. You do such a great job leading worship. I'm like, oh. Now I do a great job, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like things like that. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> you know. But uh, for the most part, people are very sincere. I think a lot of the people we've kind of grown up with at the church that have invested heavily in us care about our family as yeah. individuals, yeah. and they see the humanity of my parents and uh, the the humanity of all of my siblings. And and it's been inter- it's it's been interesting journeys. I sometimes I worry uh, like about my siblings that. Yeah. On my own, like on my own, completely by the conviction of the Lord, I am pursuing ministry as well. Yeah. You know, and so
0: I, I you don't want them to feel that weight of like you have to do it too.
1: I don't want them to feel that at all. And I know my parents don't want that. Like my dad was clear when we were kids. It's like you guys do not have to be like pastors yeah. or in ministry. It's like if you feel convicted by God, please do that. But but that is not an expectation we're putting on you. Mm-hmm. We will be supportive no matter what. And and I believe that. You know, they meant that. Um, so I do I do worry about my siblings sometimes that they'd feel that too but um i'm trusting the lord i'm, I'm confident that he's what this is what he's asking me to do yeah. and so he's going to sort that out for them as that's well, pretty cool you know? but
0: that's cool yeah and i mean that's awesome like you, your dad is a resource for you he's yeah he's not some he's not a shadow you have to live under it's like you get the privilege of like he's got a lot of wisdom and a lot of oh, stuff he, to teach you he's and
1: got a lot that's
0: your dad not some icon that like you're trying to appease
1: yeah absolutely he he's amazing and he's like he's my you know, he's my number one spiritual mentor. Yeah. He's my number one discipler. Like, he, he is awesome.
0: I'm going to put a little plug on Jeff. Yeah, I don't know him well, so this yeah. isn't to get to his heart. Whatever. He knows who I am. I know who he is, but we both love the Buckeyes. Yeah. Um, I heard a story, and if, the, if we have to edit this out, what about? Yeah. <laughs> but I heard that there was a $20 million proposal to, to build Grace Church into a mega church, and he threw it off the table and said, we're going to do the 30 for 30. Yeah. And I don't know much about him. Other That's enough for me. Yeah. Like, I hear that, and I'm like, I'll follow him. That's that, fine.
1: That's the kind of guy he like, – and yeah. like I said, I, I don't know how much we'll – That's like not Like you said – but like he – I I know he's had many offer. He had offers to be on TV. He's, yeah. had, he's had like all these different things, and he, he is committed to – well, he feels very convicted that God has asked our church to do thirty thirty yeah. and do this movement, and so – any decision that doesn't align with that, it's it's not happening. Yeah. And That's it, cool. I have so much respect for that. That's taught me a lot, you know, yeah. because.
0: I mean, he just handles stuff well, like his, his books and stuff, they go to great. Like, it's just, I just respect that. I don't know him that well, but I have respected that about him, of yeah. like, clearly he's not in this for the finance, which is like, we were in this, we're just finishing that God and money series, and it's like, it's refreshing to hear that, but that is not a normal thing, right? No. Most of the time, these he, and he, he jokes about it, like yeah, if you want to buy me a jet, but like this is a real thing. Like people are watching TV with like these pastors making thirty million a year yeah, flying the, a jets, and you're like, what are we doing? Yeah, you know? it's
1: it's crazy, it's crazy to me, and 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 I think people are always looking, you know, if if somebody's trying to take him down because he honestly he has a lot of enemies. A lot of Oh people are yeah, I mean, super th- out to get him and.
0: Well I'm sure the devil is too right? I mean cause, I mean that's what Paul says like your your war is not with the guy it's with the guy behind him right? Yeah, it's with exactly. the, the spiritual people pushing on him and when you're heading a movement like what the church has been doing here and how we're reaching souls for Jesus and how Jesus clearly is backing this movement like they're going to be after him they're and gonna they're going to be after him. you and us and but stuff. The,
1: but that integrity is irreplaceable, yeah, you know. And, cool, and you man. look at it's easy to take shots at you know different pastors for whatever reason but especially for financial things you're like you're you live in a mansion you know and i actually don't think that's wrong that they live in a mansion but it's it's it is easier to take shots at yeah you know i think that's protected yeah protected quite a bit
0: yeah that's cool man well hey anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here
1: um i don't know any questions you got (laughs) dude
0: i've enjoyed our time together i appreciate you sitting now with me and it's been great getting to know you a little bit you're the man ben hey have a good rest of your day you too